fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 250. You know, the one that follows 249. Yeah, 250. We are a quarter of the way to 1,000 episodes. Yes, and the way, you know, I've talked about it before, and if you have followed this show for any amount of time or have gone back and tried to listen to some of the other episodes, you would realize that uh, I started this not knowing really what I was doing and how to format that we stick to for the most part. And then I had a whole bunch of other ideas, and now I have a whole separate podcast to do those. So we've actually done 350 episodes now, counting <laughs> this one, uh, under the SLC Punkcast belt. Uh, I don't know what you would celebrate, but we are coming up on five years since the podcast started. So coming up here in May, it'll be five years since the show started. Maybe that's something worth uh, mentioning when the time comes around. Oh, yes. So in another uh, 20 years, we'll be at 1,000 episodes. There you go. <laughs> yes, it'll, it'll take a while. Maybe we'll get there. We'll see. <laughs> we shall see. Just divide that up by how many times we release an episode, which is weekly. So 52 episodes, one year. And, I don't know, just divide that from 1,000. I'm there actually going to do that real quick. <laughs> While he does that, I'm going to talk about the new albums, EPs, and so forth that have been released recently and will be coming out soon. Last week was Bandcamp Friday, so there were a lot, so I'm going to get to it, and I'm going to spit them out quick. By the way, it's just over 19 years. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't too far off. 20 years, we'll have a thousand episodes if we keep uh, going at this rate. Okay, well, uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Prowlers, they released Prowl Around on February 1st. Great album. I've listened to that a bunch already. The Warriors released One for All. I don't believe that is digitally yet, but go get the hard copy, especially if you are there where they are at in the UK. You can look that up on Street Heart Records. That Prowlers is released on Contra, LSM, and I think Insurgents Records out of Canada. Uh, Dogs in the Fight. They released their new one, Freedom of Gunpoint. We played another new track off that on the last episode, I believe. On the second, A Handful of Punk and Oi, Volume 2. It's a five-way split with one voice, Scandal, Royal Oi, Bastardis, Subalternos. And that is on Sunny Bastard Records. Bands from a bunch of different countries there. Five different bands. Pretty awesome. Uh, the Slackers, they put out a new single, Don't Let the Sunlight Fool Ya. That's on Pirates Press. They do have a new release coming out. So be on the lookout for it. Uh, Parasites put out a new single called Witness on the 3rd. The Monsters put out Duresh, Class, Ik, B, Trash. I think I said that the way a Klingon would have said it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not very uh, German. They are Swiss, and I, based on what I'm reading, they're probably in that area of Switzerland that speaks German. Uh, Divided Heaven. They released Oblivion on the 4th. Field Day released Why. That's an EP on the 4th. Uh, most of these, until I tell you otherwise, will be on the 4th. Guitar Gangsters put out Fortune Favors the Brave. Orphan Riot put out Forever Family. That's a single, and it is a cover. Sweat put out Gotta Give It Up on Pirates Press Records. Two releases on rotaryvinyl.com. 
which are on Bandcamp as well. The Nils with Unicorn Hard Spots and Trouble Pilgrims, Blood, Glass, and Gasoline. I like that The Nils, their new release, Unicorn Hard Spots, is good. I want to check out Trouble Pilgrims. I like what they're putting out over on Rotary Vinyl. A rotator vinyl. I call, call it rotator. It's rota. No, it is rotary. Okay, sorry. I did say it right the first time. I don't know what I was reading. Next, Thatcher in the Sky released Bad, which is Boris Andrew Donald, version two. It's a single. Ha. Uh, Smother, S-M-U-T-H-E-R, put out Demo 2022. Old put out Self-Titled. Morons, Morons put out White Brothel Creepers. It's an EP on Wanda Records. The Bulldog Bullies put out American Nightmare. That was a single. Dragged In put out LPI on Cursed Blessings Records. Slugfest put out Lies, Written in Stone EP on New Age Records. Vintage War, which is Joey from The Briggs' new band. They put out Plague State. That's an EP. The Jansen put out a new single, Sordi Kebun Raya. That's a single. The Emergency Exit put out the 1111 Demos EP. Lawmaker put out a new single on the 9th, and that is called Flatline. The Rum Jacks will be putting out a new single, or EP rather, Brass for Gold on the 11th. Frank Turner's putting out FTHC Deluxe on the 11th. La Armada is putting out Anti-Colonial Volume 2 on Lockjaw Records on the 11th. Author and Punisher is putting out Crueler on the 11th. Dissidente is putting out The War on Two Fronts on the 11th. You Vandal is putting out Pretend I Don't Exist on Jumpstart Records on the 11th. Finally, on the 11th, Cuffs are putting out Watch Me Die single. Stay tuned here shortly for more on that. The Cribs, they put out or are putting out 78 RPM, which is an EP on the 14th. We played a track on the last episode from that one. That's a cool one. Go back and check out the last episode that is coming out on Damn It Records. Original Sun is putting out Currents on the 17th. Arine 6 is putting out Eratestatik. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't have that right. <laughs> uh, that's coming out on Tough Ain't Enough Records. And Beretta is putting out Rise. Brick by, uh, that's on the 17th. Brick by Brick is putting out Dismal Existence on Upstate Records. Roughneck Riot is putting out Burn It to the Ground on SBAM Records. And finally, Mickey Lay Lee's, Mickey Lee's Mutated Music is putting out Variants of Vibe on Wicked Cool Records on the 18th. That was a long list. Eric, what do you have to add to it? Well, I got one thing to add. However, it did not come out within the last uh, few days, but it's a bit... It's a band that I discovered by way of Mr. Uh, Josh Leland, who is uh, the guitarist in the band Heart of Dark, of which I am also a part. Awesome. Yeah, it was a band from uh, Sweden called Tower Crane Towers. And he gave me their uh, 10-inch EP, and he's like, listen to these guys, I think you'll really like them. And I listened to them, and yes, that 10-inch is really good. And I looked them up, and turns out, they have an album that just came out this year. And... That came out the 23rd of January. Cool. So yeah, a bit of a a bit of a toss away from uh, our usual New Year releases in uh, at least in this list. But I'm still going to give it some I'm still going to give it some love in the next uh, couple episodes or so because uh yeah, still a new track. 
I mean, it's not even a month old. There you go. New, <laughs> it's worth mentioning, and you might hear it on this show coming up soon. Speaking of all of that, let's get yeah. into the show. Eric, we talked about this one because this one is just outside of that release period we just covered as well. So we covered this on the last episode. Oh, yeah. It appears you've listened to it and you must have liked it. Yes, I listened to it and I did like it. This is from a, one of the newly discovered bands, at least to uh, my musical vocabulary, The Baboon Show. Good oh, the Oh, The Baboon Show. They are a great band and... Really, they haven't struck America quite yet. At least not in the way where they have done it back in their uh, back in their home country, which is Sweden. So, but they're huge in Europe too. Like they, they oh uh, yeah, they, uh, anywhere around there, uh, they are big. They are, and I was reading one of the best live shows on the planet is something that I've seen uh, pretty regularly about that band. Yeah, yeah, I have yet to experience that. Me either, but because I hear that and I really do enjoy the Baboon Show, I would really like to get that opportunity one day. Yes, I would enjoy that. <laughs> but for now, the uh, the recordings in the digital and vinyl format will have to suffice. And we will be getting a lot more of that because they have a new single out. I mean, hence why I'm talking about this. They have a single called Have a Party With Me. And yeah, basically it was slated to have a bit more of a 70s, uh, not exactly punk, but more of a rock and roll vibe, which, yeah, have a party with me. It's, uh, you know, that's kind of what you think about when you think of old school rock and rollers. I think yeah. I said last week, my, my opinion, because I had heard the song already, was uh, it was very early ACDC. That's what I got out of it. Yeah, I got a little bit of that, but really, in all, it just had that old school 70s straightforward rock and roll vibe to it. Right. So, so yeah, it wasn't quite heavy, but it was still a lot of fun. It felt like a party. I know how that sounded, and it, <laughs> it tastes a little weird, but I stand by it. <sighs> so I'm going to not embarrass myself anymore. Here is the Baboon Show, the latest Have a Party With Me. Here is the whiskey. Here is the it's fine this year And here's the wine that I made out of cherries So now I'm gonna be more cockeyed than Chuck Berry Bottoms up, down the hatch Let's get stoned, let's sing it to the ladies Have a party with me, everybody sand instead cleans my body it cleans my brain cause there is only booze left in my veins now it drains and one more and here's the lady you've been waiting for have a party with me everybody get drunk
yeah, you can just feel the 70s in that one, can you? Yes. I mean, I would uh, trust Dustin more on that because he was actually in the 70s for two years. One week. (laughs) 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 I was trying to grant you one. Okay, so... Yeah, does it feel like that first week you were alive? (laughs) Yes, it definitely feels like that first week I was alive. All right, there you go. (laughs) Regardless, I may not know what the 70s in the the essence of the decade feels like, but I know what the music sounds like. I listen to a lot of those bands. Right. (laughs) And it... It does. This latest single from The Baboon Show does sound like a 70s band, but with their own little uh, twist on there. You recognize her vocals. You recognize their kind of guitar tone. And you just recognize their vibrancy. It's a fun one. It is a really fun one. I can't wait to hear more. Right? I'm looking forward to it as well. Good band. Uh, I got a couple new tracks to throw on the show as well. First is from a band from Boston. The band is Duck and Cover. They're on State Line Records, which is based out of Boston. Uh, they have uh, some releases for a release coming up. And what I mean by that is they're releasing an EP, which will be called Attention Economy. And it's going to be released overall, I would assume, on its last date, looking like April 5th of 2022. But what they're doing is they're releasing one track per month leading up to that. So... Uh, just yesterday, Memento Mori is the first single released, and that was released uh, February 8th. They're releasing track number two on uh, March 8th, so four weeks later. Attention Economy is that, the, so the title track. And then they'll be releasing the final track, You Wreck Me, which is a cover of Tom Petty, and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. You Wreck Me, they're going to be releasing that on April 5th of 2022. So then you'll have the whole... Uh, three-track mini EP all out, ready to go there on State Line Records. Well, I wanted to play the title track. So this track is actually coming out on March 8th. Uh, you can go check out Memento Mori now over on their band camp. If you're unfamiliar with the band Duck and Cover, we've played them before. They are made up of ex and current members of a few of Boston's bands from the last decade or so, such as the bands The Coffin Lids, The Acro Brats, rather, The Acro Brats, Taxi Driver, The Black Cheers, The Throwaways, The Quigs, and more. There's more. So uh, they are made up of band members of those bands. They have been, you know, they've appeared on Rock Band. uh, And so it's a band that's been around. If you're not familiar, they're out there. They're playing with some great bands such as The Dead Boys, C.J. Ramone, Death, Street Dogs, Adolescents, Swinging Utters, The Queers, The Dickies, and so forth. Whoa. Yep, they played with those bands, so uh, check them out. If you haven't checked them out yet, we've played them before, like I said, but now they have something new coming out, so we're going to play something new from them. We're going to play the track that will get released March 8th. Again, as I stated, the whole thing should be out, I would assume, once the third and final track comes out on April 5th. Until then, here we go with the title track, Attention Economy. Simplistic. Hello, I swear it's not sadistic. So long, folks, stop 
That was duck and cover. <laughs> it's weird that every time I think of a uh, punk rock from Boston, I either think of the Murphys or I think of Slapshot. Well, and uh, Street Dogs, and I just assume it's going to sound like any one of those three bands. <laughs> <laughs> so this was not what I was expecting. I guess right? <laughs> definitely different. And when we get razors on, uh, razors in the night on the show here shortly, uh, maybe more similar to. I don't know, Slapshot, somewhere in between Slapshot and Street Dogs. But, uh, yes, Duck and Cover, not not like one of those bands. They're their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they certainly are. And that was a bit on the, uh, yeah, a bit on the softer side. We'll Expanding say the sound of Boston. Yeah. Expanding the sound. It's no longer uh, Boston beat down no more. <laughs> I mean, it still is, and uh, I'm sure in some degrees and little microcosms over there, because Boston hardcore will never die. Right. So long as Slapshot is alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed Duck and Cover. That was Attention Economy. Memento Mori is out. You can go check that one out. Go to the Bandcamp page. You can go support them on Stateline Records. Uh, the third track, which is the Tom Petty cover, You Wreck Me. Again, that'll come out in April. So there you go. Check out Duck and Cover. Let's get into Cuffs. We like Cuffs here on oh, this, yes. this show. Uh, definitely a big fan. I enjoy the music that they do. And guess what? They're releasing a new track. Yet again, another single. We are just getting them, uh, we're just getting little, uh, what is it, samples of what should be a full album, Cuffs. <laughs> Eventually, it probably will come out. You know, they could put something, you know, have it pressed all together as a full length. That would be really cool. Uh, we really like Cuffs. Again, the single's coming out this Friday, the 11th. Let's listen to it together. Uh, but before we do, the track's called Watch Me Die. If for some reason you haven't caught them any of the other times that we've played them on the show, they're from Bristol over there in the UK. This track, Watch Me Die, lyrically, it focuses on mental health and how people around you will watch you as your mental health deteriorates, but will not go out of their way to help you. The resources to help those who are suffering are overwhelmed to the point of breaking. The resources to help those who are suffering are overwhelmed to the point of breaking. There we go. I read that weird. <laughs> I had to reread that because I was like, I read that weird. There we go. It is vital to reach out to those around you who suffer and offer your support. I like this. I like what the band, they're always the, their music is always something you know, you know, profound, something that people should, you know, listen to and maybe take heed to. Uh, maybe some shortcomings of society in general. And that can definitely be one. You know, pay attention. Some people just they need a little help. But here's a song about that. It's called Watch Me Die. This is Cuffs. My Watch me die 
That was Watch Me Die. Eric, what'd you think of that one? Damn. <laughs> That's what I think about it. But yeah, Cuffs, they've not put out, they have not put out anything I dislike. Right. And also just learn, they don't have an album, but they have an EP. Oh, they go. <laughs> yeah. The Factory Sessions. After oh, yeah. doing the After doing a uh, dive into their uh, band camp, which is not up to date, I will say that. But the, uh, what was it? Yes, Factory Sessions live. So they are playing live, and it's uh, essentially just kind of a uh, um, a compilation of okay. sorts. They're just playing their hits, six of them as well. But they, I don't know, it's almost even more of a teaser. It's like, <laughs> all right, you wanted something more than a single? Here, here's some of our singles, but they're played differently. There you go. Or, they're played in a different setting. Well, I, I think you should definitely check them out. It's a band we both really enjoy, and so definitely always looking forward to the next single, or if there's going to be more than a single, from Cuffs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We will. I'll just keep listening to them. Right? <laughs> keep listening to what we have and just hope for something to get. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, I want to thank Matthew. 
uh, for always reaching out to us and sharing because we like to hear it and always got a spot for Cups on the show. Get out there February 11th. Watch Me Die is the single. Eric, let's get to some older, lesser known tracks. What do you got? I got a band called Retox. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Retox, they are a uh, they are a weird little hardcore band from California. Okay. And and yeah, they were f- comprised of such members of of The Locust, Holy Molar, Headwound City and Dead Cross. Okay. Yep, The Locust is probably the more uh the most well known of such because yeah, the locusts, they were noisy, they were fast, they were grindy, they were just so weird. <laughs> so yeah, they definitely they definitely kind of fit that catalog. But Justin Pearson, he went off to uh form uh to form this band, Retox, and and yeah, he's been in it ever since. He's not exactly the sole survivor, the guitarist has stood by him, but they've had kind of an onslaught of bassists and drummers. Regardless, they had a pretty they had a pretty steady discography. They've had uh, Ugly Animals in 2011, uh, YPLL in 2013, and in 2015 released Beneath California. And yeah, only three albums, but considering the uh, time from 2011 into 2022, three albums, one decade, man, it's actually kind of amazing considering the times in which we are living. Right? Yep. Anyway, the, uh, the album... I am uh, taking a song from is their second one, YPLL, which was their debut release on Epitaph. And yeah, it's a bit of a, uh, it's a contrasting comparison between what they had with Ugly Animals. And, and yeah, it's mostly because you went on Epitaph and they're like, okay, let's uh, scale back the kind of a uh, weirdness, kind of a uh, conf- converge worship riffs and make it a bit more straightforward punk. But we're not going to abandon our weirdness altogether that's what makes us stand out so it was a nice little middle ground record for the band so okay. so yeah the the record itself is uh really good but one of the songs that i felt uh kind of best indoctrinated their sounds of old and what was going to be new was the song mature science it's got its punk it's got its metal it's got its weird angular riffs and off-kilter rhythms it's a fun one so let's listen Let's go! 
So yeah, a bit transcendent in that song, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's Retox, and really, they're kind of a they're kind of an underrated band. No one really talks about these guys, and uh, they're still around. They're still like uh, doing tours, doing a uh, one-off shows. Maybe not as active as they once were in the last decade, but still, they should be appreciated. That's awesome. Because music like this coming out in the time it did, people weren't quite sure how to react to it. <laughs> Because, uh, I don't know, there was still some, uh, there was still some nostalgia of the, uh, skate punk trends versus into the, uh, um, into the 2000s, which kind of became a hodgepodge of this and that. And then, uh, when it went into the 2010s, people weren't quite sure what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hardcore was really coming back in, uh, in a huge way. And, uh, that was like all the hate breed and terror worship bands. And then, yeah, a lot of grime bands, a lot of noise bands, and uh, power violence came into the fold, but punk was kind of a lull, and at least they kind of uh, stayed in the underground, like these guys. But it was a band like Pears that really took it back. Nice. <laughs> it was like, okay, this is what we're going to do now. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> there, was some, there was some good stuff that came out, but Retox, definitely, definitely listen to them. Yeah, you got three albums to choose from and a couple of EPs, but but yeah, this one, I would start with this. Cool. Well, good band out of California, right? Yep. We're going to move from California to Poland. Ah, uh, makes sense. <laughs> right? Uh, the band Lepowski. Lepowski. Where's I think I'm saying that Lepowski? right. L yes, L I P O W S K I. So the history of the band in 1997, the band A M started. Then in 2001, the band changed its name to Lepowski, and then in 2008, the band returned to the name A M. I've played that band over on Punkinoy Worldwide when I was doing some tracks from Poland, I believe, and then. Uh, Somebody in the band from AM reached out. Well, I wanted to play something from their era of Lepowski as well. So we're going to play that here. So in 2001, they released the album Groń Umaru. That's in Polish, according to Google Translate. And Google Translate says it translates from Polish into English as Ground Die. Ground Die. <laughs> Maybe a dead ground. Something like that is probably more reasonable. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I just know that's like a. I'm only assuming that because in uh, in one of the in one of these uh, songs by the band Gallows, he makes a reference where it's like the queen is dead and so is the ground. Okay. Yeah. So, but then again, you could probably be saying the queen is dead and so is the crown. Shallow grave fit for the ground, or shallow grave fit for the crown. I don't know. <laughs> it's very messy around there, so maybe that's not a maybe that's not a solid comparison. But still, <laughs> judging by just what Google Translate is uh, putting down, I'm picking it up as dead ground. Well, maybe it's a graveyard turf. Check that <laughs> album out. It came out in 2001. It was the first release after the band changed their name to Lepowski. Again, uh, they changed it back to AM. That's what you're going to look them up under. So back in 2008, their social medias and all that stuff, because social media and all that really didn't take off until after 2008. So, Lepowski off of Grand Umaro. I think I'm probably saying that wrong. Yeah. Grand Umaro. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Okay, I, d- I did look it up. It's a bit of a slang term where it's uh, an area of ground hidden from an observer due to undulations in the land. Mining. Okay. <laughs> the portion of a vein in which there is no ore. Okay. So that's what we're looking at here. I'm not sure what the significance of that is, but that's the name <laughs> of the album. Now, the name of the track we're going to listen to is... <laughs> the what? What? <laughs> Godina Zero, okay? And it says it's translating from Croatian, uh, which is not far from Poland, considering where we're at in geography anyway. Uh, It translates to Year Zero, according to Google Translate. So that's the name of the track. Let's get into the band Lepowski, Godina, it looks like Godzina Zero. Maybe I forgot a letter there. Uh, zero hour. I what did I say? Zero year. So zero hour uh, is what it actually translates to. And oh, there we go. So I missed a letter. Godzina zero. There you go in Polish. All right. And it's a zero hour. So that was my fault. I forgot to add the Z in there. So Godzina zero zero hour. Here is Lepowski. <laughs> Go check them out. Check out their other band, AM. 
Played them over on, uh, like I said, Punkadoy Worldwide. Played a couple tracks there. Uh, I recommend checking out the band. That gives you a good sample of what the band is about as far as the music goes. They're from Poland. They are from Poland. And the entire time I was looking up different definitions of dead ground. <laughs> and I'm actually finding some stuff close where it's like ground that cannot be seen due to the shape of the terrain. And uh, probably the best example I can give you is a mirage. Okay. Where something looks like it is closer than it appears to be, but it isn't because you're at a you're at a you're at an observant point that is causing that distortion. Gotcha. So that I feel holds more water to what they're uh, to what I guess a punk band would put on, where it's like a yeah, you're not seeing the whole picture, you're not seeing the uh, you're just seeing a distorted truth or something like that. Right. Yeah. I could I could be totally misfiring, so uh, <laughs> on this point, I ask you, what's the meaning, Lepowski? <laughs> Where's the meaning? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. So, uh, let's go to the next, right? The next thing that we're going to do, at this point in the show, uh, we do typically do a lot of uh, live bands, live shows, stuff like that. Uh, but before we get there, we do get books on occasion. We need to do a better job of getting to our books. Kind of overlook it because we do focus on music. But yeah, there are still some we read about music. Yes, <laughs> so, sometimes uh, stuff comes across our table, as it were, or email, whatever, that is very interesting, and it is along the lines of books. Well, this book came across. It is available. You should go look for it. It's called Grammar Free in the UK: The Lockdown yeah. Letters. And the description, Bonkers Correspondence to and from UK Punk Artists during 2020. Meaning during that window when everybody's locked down and nobody's got anything else going on because everybody's staying at home, uh, these letters were written, right? So the book is written by the pen name anyway, D&D &D Philpot. Okay, so they are writing letters. Uh, in case you're curious... The D&D Philpot are the aliases of two very ordinary people unconnected to the heady world of music and media working with help from a worldwide social networking community to bring their nonsense to the attention of the unsuspecting targets. Mm. Kind of sounds like uh, one, of the, one of those prank shows, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unsuspecting targets. You're going to get punked. But no, <laughs> I'm going to read you something here in just a moment. But I want to give you an idea of what we're getting into, what the book's about. I recommend going and checking out this book. Uh, for close to a decade and a half, the Philpots have been getting under the skin of musical artists, picking up on glaring errors in their lyrics, and sometimes getting completely the wrong end of the stick, perhaps to irritate things a little further. They totally misunderstand the meaning of poetic license. Hundreds of missives have landed on the real and virtual doormats of musicians worldwide. In return, these lyrical legends have exercised their right to reply, correcting and sometimes confirming the author's summation of what went wrong. Or right. During lockdown, inquiries were aimed directly at UK punks and soon word spread like a new rampant virus through the punk community. Here are the results. Okay, so you have an idea of what we're getting into, of what the Philpots are up to. Uh, I really recommend reading it. I'm going to read the one that they sent to Coxbar. I'm not going to read it all, like all of everything. 
Uh, it's just, there's a lot. There's about 80 different bands. Uh, a lot of the bands that I recognize, such as Cockney Rejects, Subhumans, Slaughter and the Dogs, Angelic Upstarts, uh, Splooge, Mr. Splooge of Splooginess Abounds, The Stiffs, Antipasti, uh, The Defects, Peter and the Test Tube Babies, The Gonads, The Last Resort, Blitz, Menace, The Mob, uh, Poison Girls, Anthrax, the UK Anthrax, <laughs> Mr. Bruce Off of Chumba Wumba, even Chumba Wumba, they got Chumba Wumba guy in there. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so many, so many others. Mr. Ignorant, uh, you can guess who that is, Sham69, Membranes, Gang of Four, Red Alert, GBH, Chelsea, so many great bands, the UK Subs, Vicky Vortex, uh, the Pukes, Ruts DC. We just played Ruts DC last week. Yes, we did. On the show. Uh, Blitzkrieg, The Satellites, Chaos UK. We were just talking about Chaos UK for another book yeah. before we got the show going. So uh, there's about 80 bands uh, in the book. It's the letter that the Philpots sent and then the response letter they got from whomever they sent the letter to. Really easy read, right? We read the letter. We read the other letter. You can put a bookmark in the book, come back to it if you have some time. Yeah. Read a whole bunch of them. They're funny. I recommend them. I'm going to quickly go over the one that was sent to Coxbar, just because it's the first one in the book. I'm a big fan of Coxbar, and I thought Daryl Smith gave a great response. Uh, so here we go. This is the letter that the Philpots sent. Dear Coxbar, we are looking at getting a pedigree pet and I mistakenly chanced upon your punk group on the internet after typing too quickly while searching for spaniels. Get that? Searching for spaniels? <laughs> yes, because they typed in cockspar, not cocker spaniels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not going to delay. You'll get it. Uh, just think about the lyrics in the songs and so forth. Having studied your discography in some detail in the ad breaks for Banged Up Abroad... I was particularly alarmed by your lower Britain inheritance or perceived enforced possession claim. It is a profound, it, sorry, it is at profound odds with a similar one declared by a well-known bequeathed miserablist toiling with the same industry as your good selves. This is not my imagination. Run and riot, sirs, and neither do I have a chip on my shoulder. I couldn't tell they are using track titles of the band. Okay, <laughs> At odds with your oi manifesto proclaiming England belongs to me, a Mr. Morrissey has countered that England is mine and it owes me a living. On the plus side, you will be pleased to learn via their 1987 single, I Don't Believe This Is My England, that anti-Nowhere League are out of the running as our Cockney rejects who admitted in 1980, England, I miss you now, intimating that they seem to have overshot our glorious country and end up, or ended up either in either Scotland or Alderney. All right. <laughs> I would have suggested a straightener with the Mancunian curmudgeon were it not for the fact that, judging by your Exit 2016 Fusion Stage appearance on YouTube, you do all look a bit handy, which may be for him a price too high to pay. 
On a separate matter, I am unable to accept your recommendation that I don't tell anyone anything and or don't say a word, it's top secret, as to do so could generate significant difficulties with waiters taking my order at Nando's and instructing a new barber on how I want my haircut. Hopefully, you will be working on a response to these observations one by one with logic following you every step of the way. Yours, <laughs> DPhilpot, skinhead equivalent of clippers. That's what uh, uh, the haircut is. <laughs> they noted that at the bottom. Okay, so that is the letter that they sent to Coxbar. So, here is the response letter. Dear D. Philpot, firstly, may I commend you on your choice of pedigree dog. The Cocker Spaniel makes a wonderful family pet, thrives on the companionship of humans, and mixes well with other pets. As I write that, I realize that there are similarities between the dog and us. They require regular grooming, and a quick interweb search shows that particular attention should be paid to keeping the hair trimmed in and around the ears. Again, not unlike the members of the band. This is where the comparisons must end, I'm afraid, as their average lifespan is 14 years, and we will be celebrating our 50th anniversary in a couple years, thus putting to bed the oft-trumpeted marketing slogan of a dog, dogs for life, not just for Christmas, as clearly a better investment for longevity would be in Cox Bar. <laughs> Regarding your assertion, or uh, yes, assertion rather. Regarding your assertion that Morrissey has laid claim to England, I have to say that this charming man is very misguided. Common sense tells you that England is probably owned by various utility companies, the Crown, Forestry Commission, National Trust, the Church, the Railways, MOD, Highways England, etc., etc. This <laughs> absolute rebuttal uh, of his claim fills me with mixed emotions. On the hand, on the hand, there's no need for us to be tough guys and have a bit of argy-bargy with him. As frankly, Mister Shankly, you've lost the war, you Mancunian Muppet. <laughs> Some of the play on words and the incorporations of. The the song titles is just so funny. <laughs> but it also means that our own claim to this jewel in the sea is scuppered. So heaven knows I'm miserable now. <laughs> You've clearly done your research on us during the ad breaks of Banged Up Abroad. What series are you on? I think they're milking it now. <laughs> For that, you should be congratulated. However, watching the Exit Festival may have lulled you into a false sense of security and was probably not the best use of your time. It was outside, it was dark, and the lighting wasn't flattering. Your well-honed pedantry should have been aimed towards some more glaring issues in our back catalog. For a start... Our critically acclaimed classic anthem, I'm generalizing, Because You're Young, appears on the back of the original album as Because You're Young. So Because You're Young appears on the back of the original album as Because You're Young. 
in case I'm not enunciating correctly, notice the incorrect spelling of your. I'd love to put my hands up and say guilty as charged, but it wasn't our fault. Our German record label at the time must maintain full responsibility and we've often campaigned to put them against a wall and shoot them. <laughs> but I guess that's not very PC, given what happened circa 1939. <laughs> Lyrically, we're dated. Smoking, drinking, acting cool, or no, it's not. We're delusional. In the middle of the bright blue sea, or no, it's not. It's polluted to hell. <laughs> We're part of the hashtag Me Too problem. Uh, you stuck up two faced tart. Uh, I could go on, but I fear I may never be able to take the stage again if this becomes public and the snowflake generation realize that we're not the good guys and the bunch of cuddly, pearly kings image is shattered forever. <laughs> Finally, I'm also not best pleased about Colin dropping his H's sometimes. Okay. <laughs> but that's because I'm from the home counties and he's a bit more common and comes from the East End. I hope that doesn't ruin any future enjoyment of our songs for you. In closing, Mr. Philpot. If that is truly your name, I tried to search you, but typed too fast and ended up spending a disproportionate amount of time on a garden center website looking at plant pots. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe I've sussed you out. I actually think you're, you're noticed the spelling from the land registry, and this is a subtle way of getting us to admit uh, we own more land than we do. Either that or your come on from Cockney Rejects and wanting to see if I gave a disrespectful response. No way are we having a straightener with those guys. Straight. Straightener with these guys. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Either way, I've got your number, and I think we should end this here. Yours, etc. Daryl Smith, Coxbar New Boy, currently serving for 28 years. P.S., did you notice how some titles were in single quotes and some were in double quotes? <laughs> Thought not. So again, you're rumbled. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough time on the book. As far as, I'm oh, not going to read any more, but it gives you an idea of how hilarious some of these some responses. Yes, are going to be better than others, but all the ones that they included in there, they're funny. Uh, I think you know some of the words or phrases uh, might just be. I don't, I don't want to call it slang, but just specific to the England's English. And so I might, yeah. you know, I don't, I can assume what a straightener is, but I didn't know what a straightener was. Yeah. They all have their own little idioms and, uh, and their own little references over there. Like no one says argy bargy right. over here. <laughs> right. But they but do. We know it what they're getting at. Over there. We know what they're getting at. And it didn't, Make it harder to read. You know, you figure it out, and then you just keep reading, and you get the point, and it's really funny to see what these guys said about their lyrics or song titles and so forth. Mm -hmm. And then the responses are just, they're for sure worth the read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And it's very refreshing, you know, when, uh, when you know that some musicians are 
so humbled as to uh, notice the mistakes and actually joke about it. <laughs> yes. And a lot were, as Daryl Smith was, uh, he wasn't even in the band for some of those particular songs as he was, like he stated, he's the new boy that started mm-hmm. <laughs> around like 1992 or something like that, I think. So, uh, yeah, t- about 20 years after the rest of the guys. So when they're celebrating 30, or when he's celebrating 30, they're celebrating 50. Yeah. Anyway, Grammar Free in the UK. I want to thank uh, D&D Philpot. Uh, you can figure out who they are. I think uh, I don't think it specifically says his name, so I'm not going to throw it out. It doesn't say it in the book, it looks like. Uh, a little bit. There's clues. Anyway, Grammar Free in the UK. Look it up. Get a copy. Uh, it is, it's hilarious. It's definitely an easy... For me... Uh, as in somebody who does enjoy reading, but mine tends to wander while I read. This one was very easy for me to focus on and get through as far as I could read here, read there. I didn't have to read it all the way through. You don't really get stuck Mm -hmm. like, oh, I want to read, but I don't have time. So I won't quite get into it. This is one where it's like, you know, I'm in the mood for something fun and you read it and you get to, you get a laugh out loud. Yep. I need a laugh. Yeah. I'm going to read this little novella right here. (laughs) (laughs) So, Grammar Free in the UK, check it out. Eric, uh, do you have any live shows or uh, shows coming up that you would like to mention? Any shows that you've been to? I have yet to be to a show recently, a couple have canceled and so forth, and I just haven't made the effort to get out. Yes, there's a... Yeah, as uh, as of last week, I have been to none, so... And yeah, it's kind of a it's, a, it's getting pretty sparse out there. There's these uh, gray winter days weighing heavy on the, on the mindset. And of course, it just has to be now that not a lot of shows are ha- happening. Right. But I will mention that shows, they are coming in the future. I know there's some. Mandalore is going to be doing some shows. Some in Salt oh, Lake yes. with uh, Project Sellout, and I think that's coming in March or April. I forget. It's what it is. April. April. There we go. I would know because I am trying to get on one of those shows. There you go. Yeah, most likely will be the one in uh, Provo. Talking with Zach about that. Cool. But, but yeah, the and I tell you, April. We are overloaded on April. I've j- I got a list here, and there are just so many shows coming up in the next uh, in the next couple of months. So. Yeah, January and February may have been a little uh, hit and miss. The end of February is looking pretty promising, you know, with uh, with some uh, guys coming in from uh, California and some great little local shows that are happening. Uh, big shows, little shows. We'll get to those when we get to those. But as of right now, the, the two that are coming up is... Uh, one will be on the 11th at Aces High Saloon. The Psycho Billy Powerhouses Coffin Cats will be playing with Utah County Swillers and Pseudos. So that'll, like I said, that'll be on the 11th, which is a, I believe it's a Friday today. Is the 9th? Yeah, it's yep. a Friday. And following that, on the 14th, Valentine's Day, if you want to take that girl out that you've been trying to impress, or you want to take off that, uh, uh, take out that non-binary figure, person (laughs) if you want to go out with somebody else if you want to if you want to take somebody out of which you have interest and some uh you know maybe some sexual obligations you are trying to fulfill then go to the loading dock and check out the bands wolf king frail body null threer and sorrow set it's a bit of a mixed bag between metal punk and hardcore so 
I definitely recommend checking them just on the just on the fact that you will see Threer. Those guys, they are off the wall. And I mean that literally. They bounce all over the fucking place. <laughs> Those guys are the singer was hanging from the rafters at Aces last time they played. Wow. Like, yeah, they definitely have all the they definitely don't pull any stops. They just go all out. So so yeah. Threer is definitely the band to see, but Saroset is also really good. They got a bit of an old school uh, sludgy doom uh, sound. Think of the think of bands like a uh, Crowbar and Down stuff like that. Cool. Yeah, they got some they got some good stuff. I can't speak of Wolf King, Frail Body, or Null because I have not listened to them. Okay. <laughs> but I can tell you, this show is going to be fun. So. Have a fun date. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're in Southern California, the show I'm going to mention is at Boomer's Cocktail Lounge in Long Beach. It's going to start uh, 7.30, $10 cover charge, 21 and over. It's Super Bowl Saturday punk rock show. Uh, Working Class Promotions is bringing you Riot Gun, 390, The Gringos, Southpaw, Weapon X, and Weapon Lead, I think is what that says. And some of those... <laughs> Sometimes you may, when you make the font hard to read, it's just hard to read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the the football theme to it as because it's Super Bowl Saturday. It's this Saturday, February 12th. <laughs> There's a little flyer. It's got a skull with the football for a head. <laughs> that, just, that just reminds me of the uh, catchphrase in the show, Hey Arnold, move it, football head. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's, it's Arnold's head, I, I guess. There. Yep. Post-mortem. <laughs> Right. His head's uh, flipped 90 degrees, so he is a football head. Right. If it, Yeah, it's the football in the position of the kickoff. The other show that I want to mention before I forget uh, is one I've been looking forward to, and I really wish I could be there. It's going to be this Friday at the Yucca Tap Room in Tempe, Arizona. Fat Skins, Fear City, Strike First, Liberty and Justice, 21 Gun Salute, and Splatter Patterns, 20 bucks. Uh, I mentioned this one last week. Man, I wish I could be there. I would love to get to see uh, Mike and the Fatskins play. I want to see Strike First play. I want to see Fear City play. I've seen Liberty and Justice and 21 Gun Salute, both great bands. I definitely recommend if you're going to be in Tempe this Friday, you should check it out. And if you can get to Tempe this Friday, you should probably get there and check it out. I mean... The expensive part's getting there. It's only 20 bucks for the show. That's a steal for all of those bands. So, that is the, the live music that we're going to talk about. We talked about the book, Grammar Free in the UK. Let's get into some more music we've talked. Let's get yeah. into some uh, great cover-to-cover albums. What do you got? I got an album that, was, uh, that I recently happened upon as of last week. Right? Yep. <laughs> we... Uh, after the episode we released last week, we I was introduced to a band called the Midwich Cuckoos from London. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good old London always churning out greats because Midwest, uh, Midwest <laughs> maybe they're American counterparts, but <laughs> for now, Midwich Cuckoos. I burned myself on this album that they released, which is We Are Everywhere. And yeah. That holds up to its title. It was everywhere. It was in my... I was playing it in my car. I was playing it at work. I was playing it on my stereo, on my headphones. I was listening to this album through and through. Really, just to try and figure out what songs I wanted to... Uh, 
to kind of project on the podcast and just really compliment because, oh my God, these guys are great. <laughs> They're so good. Reason why Eric was introduced to him is because we're working on scheduling an interview because they have new release coming up. They just mm-hmm. actually released Death. It was an EP. Their next one's called Glory, which is part two of Death or Glory. Yeah. And that's what that's what I've been doing. I've been doing my field work, doing right. my research as such, so that I can actually say, hey, I actually listen to you guys. <laughs> And uh, and yes, I do recommend this entire album. But for now, I will I will unveil some of the tracks that I felt were the best, the most stand outish, if you will. <laughs> One of them is Oh Rats. Definitely got this old school punk rock sound to it. A lot of uh, uh, kind of more rugged skate punk. That's the best way I can describe it. You can hear the little uh, the rough edge production. But it's just got that speed and that melody that you would hear on your average fat wreck band. So here is Midwich Cuckoos, Oh Rats.
Oh, yeah, a lot of gray layers and multiple fronts. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I really took to this band quite a bit. And, yeah, part of the reason why I chose this one, it... I don't know if he ca- caught it, but it drops the title track somewhere. Even though he can't see us, we are everywhere. Uh, <laughs> nice. So, yeah, there you go. An unofficial title track under the guise of Oh Rats. Right. Yeah, apart from it just being a good song. Also, I gotta say, another reason why I was listening to this so obsessively, I was just racking my brain on who the singer reminds me of. At least in her voice. And I could not put my finger on it for the life of me. I know I've heard this somewhere. Maybe it's just a culmination of multiple artists. Because I just kept coming up with uh, Brody from the Distillers. But I'm like, yeah, but she is not that high. She is a little lower than this. Right. I mean, she's got the same ruggedness to it. But, eh, I don't know. <laughs> then she did remind me of the singer from the Baboon Show. I'm a little like, bit oh, there, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's that one as well. I don't know. I cannot figure out who she is emulating there. I don't think she's trying to. This is, I believe, just her voice. Right. And I believe, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. If you have any suggestions, just uh, throw some names out there. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe I can figure out this, uh, this mystery. Or if and when we get this interview scheduled, I'll ask her personally. There you go. Just be like... Who inspired you? I cannot figure this out. (laughs) Uh, Also, a lot of uh, the 90s kind of, uh, not exactly punk, but grunge vocalists who were, you know, guys like uh, L7, Seven Year Bitch, uh, The Gits. Similar to that front as well. Okay. So, yeah, again, multiple fronts they're emulated right here. (laughs) So, yeah, really admirable what they're doing. And so far, this is their only release, I believe. Uh, At I least this is all that was turning up on Bandcamp. Th- I think they, they do have more. They, th- there are a few other ones, yes. Okay. Well, that's good to like know. Like EPs and stu- <laughs> such, like the new EP, new singles. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't know if there's anything longer. Well, yeah, I saw that they had singles, but they all went over into this uh, into this album. Okay. Yeah. So... So yeah, other than the new EP, that was all that I was able to find. Death, out. right? And then Glory's coming out. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, that'll be some good stuff to delve into. Yes, it will. Yes, but for now, here is another song. This is one that's uh, a bit more laid back than uh, the former. But again, just uh, showing off their uh, the multiple bullets they have in their artillery. Nice. <laughs> so here is the... Excuse me. Here is a slightly slower, but just as aggressive, got, got, need.
have my little Schwarzenegger moment here. You remember how I said it was slightly slower? Yes. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what prompted me to say that. But, but yeah, what it really stands out to me is just the how the guitar work is just so fluent and it just does not stop. The low end and the high end, they just work off of each other. You don't even really notice it until it's like, oh, wait, it's still going. Holy shit. <laughs> so, but yeah, do you know what I, do you understand now what I mean about the, uh, the little skate punk influence going on there? Right. Yeah. yeah. You could definitely hear this being like a, uh, uh, being like a no effects or a strung out song. Something you hear on the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. Yep. <laughs> you know, or one of those, uh. Mid '90s uh, Thrasher skate edits. <laughs> yeah, I could totally hear this in uh, in one of them, and it's a, and yeah, it should have every right to be. It's a good song. It's a good album. This is a good band. Stay tuned for the interview. Up, who the fuck knows when? Soon, soon, soon. soon. We're working on uh, when we're working on the interview. We're working on release date. Looks like the release date appears to be a bit sooner than. Uh, I was originally told anyway, so maybe we'll do the interview sooner. I hope so. Because <laughs> I need to figure out who that fucking singer is she is influenced <laughs> by. Oh, man. It's killing me. Because <laughs> I keep hearing it. I'm just, like, so close. It's like that show, you know, the, the Masked Singer. Yes. Yeah. That's what this uh, the punk rock version of this is. <laughs> I'm having a crisis. Nice. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. What this singer is? Well, I've got an album. Uh, this is directly uh, for. Uh, I got a comment. Um, I think my last episode I did for German bands because I did like six in a row over in Punk and Roll Worldwide. So many great bands. Well, I overlooked putting Oxo eighty six on one of those episodes, and I'm sure there's others that I probably overlooked. But I really do like this band. Uh, cool ska music. They're coming out of Berlin and Germany. Uh, several great releases, including I just played on Punkanoi Worldwide, but not one of those episodes. On the new tracks I played from December because they just uh, released a new single. So I played that song there. Well, I'm going to go to an album that they released back in 2009. This particular album is Komen Sin und Singen. And I have no idea how close I was, but Google Translate says... Kommen, sehen und singen. It was kind of there, I guess. Anyway, it says it translates into English as come, see, and sing. Makes sense. Ah. I can get in... Uh, I can back that translation. They're not always accurate, but that one seems like that might be all right. Oxo 86. O-X-O-8-6. Typically all stylized as one word. So if you're searching for it, try searching one word. If you don't find it, put a space in between the, <laughs> the second O and the 8-6. But typically, OX086, uh, off of that Komen Sin Unsingen album, we're going to play a couple tracks. Let's get into the first one. The first one is called uh, SOS. The second track, we'll get there in a moment. Don't get too far ahead of yourselves. Here we go, SOS. <laughs>
Schweres gestern, denk ich daran zurück Abschied nehmen vom König im Herzen von Madrid Wir waren wir glücklich, wir waren wir froh Irgendwo im Revier von Atletico Und die ganze Zeit, das heißt von Anfang an Benessen wir den Gaumen mit Estrella Dorf Spanien Sonne brannte und uns wurde klar Dass hier Eitelkeit wirklich Federplatze war Und man First one, Oxo 86. Again, I did overlook playing them, but guess what? Because I did that, I get to I listen to a bunch of their albums. I really enjoyed this one. I like a lot of their music, but this one I picked. Komen Sin Unschingen. <laughs> Try saying that three times fast. I'm just gonna say, come see and sing. That's what we all should be doing. Come see and sing. See and sing, 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 sing. Right? Someone's like a it's like the little sound you make when you're a little kid and you're playing with uh, sticks and making them swords. It's just like, sing, sing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, let's play one more. We're going to wrap up the albums. I hope you enjoyed this one. I recommend going to check it out a lot more of their music. They have a lot of music to check out. Again, new single. I think it just got pressed finally too, so that might be available. So check them out. Great German band here from Berlin. Old Skins Never Die is the name of this track. Here we go. 
just uh they're the ones just uh capping off their their drinking night with the last drop on tap right <laughs> i like how they uh are mixing up their uh their native tongue with uh you know the old skins never die right <laughs> yeah i like to uh really cool one that that track and i definitely recommend that album but they do have a lot of other great music they have a live album that's out Go check out Oxo 86. I'm glad I was able to play it here. As I stated, I forgot to get it on six, I know, six episodes. I, I did six <laughs> episodes full of German bands. I mean, that was nearly 200 German bands I played over six episodes. <laughs> and somehow I forgot. But that's the problem is when you're playing nearly 200 bands, you might forget a couple. <laughs> yeah. 
a couple maybe <laughs> slid under the rug. Right. So if you're interested in checking out some German bands, go check out those episodes. They were over, like, I think October, November, and I wrapped it up in December, I want to say. A lot of episodes, a lot of great German music. We just played Oxo 86 here. Eric, let's wrap up this show with some non-punk tracks. Yeah, some non-punk tracks. Yeah, this is a band that I have played uh, twice prior on this show as a uh, metal pick of mine. And I am going to do that once again. Because, yeah, they are a great band. The band in question is High on Fire. Yep, High on Fire. I played them uh, twice on this show, like I said, two tracks from the uh, same album, their uh, seminal Serpents of the Divine. And, yeah, that's a great record. Three of, yeah, and I have three favorite songs on there. One of which I play was the title track. Another one was Bastard Samurai, which is probably my all-time favorite. And another one is the one I chose for today, Fire, Blood, Plague. Oh, man, it's got such a... It's got such uh, speedy rhythms in comparison to their uh, other songs, which are more uh, mid-tempo, and you get that sludge effect towards it, where it's, you know, just uh, something you just want to headbang to, just kind of stand in one place, let the hair flow. But this one, you actually want to move around in a circle a little bit. <laughs> and it's got a uh, and it's got kind of a thrashy downstroke and breakdown towards the, uh, uh, right past the bridge of it. It reminds me of when uh, Slayer did their breakdown, uh, this type of breakdown, in their song Temptation. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's just like a... Shit like that. You will hear it. You will hear it in this song. It's not entirely the longest one they have in their catalog. They have songs that go upwards towards pretty close to nine minutes. This one is uh, half of that length. It's about just over four. So, isn't it? Uh, Six minutes and eight seconds. Okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) We said four. I thought, I don't think it was four. Oh, I'm thinking of a a different one. It was uh, right next to it. Okay. Uh, The album is full of great tracks. The three that I mentioned, uh, songs like Fire Breather, uh, How Dark We Pray, Ghost Neck. Listen to all of them. Listen to that whole album. Listen to High on Fire in general. They're a great band. It's the same guy who wrote Dope Smoker. (laughs) Yeah, the hour-long song about about these guys crossing the desert just uh, happening upon a civilization and giving them the gift of weed. Wow. (laughs) Pretty, Pretty dumb when you say it that way, but it's a great song. So... Yeah, I've been speaking about a lot of great things, so here is one of those great things.
<laughs> so you hear what I mean by that nice little thrashy breakdown in there? Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely welcomed, especially with uh, such a riff maestro as Matt Pike. Definitely uh, kind of a... He's a contender for some of the uh, best guitarists in metal right now, and back then as well. <clears throat> he has such a... Gr- he has such a unique style to him. He's definitely made it his own. And definitely made High on Fire its own. Right. So, yeah. High on Fire, great band, and he's a great guitarist. There's a lot of great to be had about this band. The so, greatness. The greatness. There may be some more coming our way, but I'll have to find stuff that hits as hard as the aforementioned tracks that have been played on this show. So, we shall see. But until then... Enjoy what, enjoy what you have. Right. And we're going to wrap up the show with another 80s track. We have this one and then two more episodes of 80s tracks. It's basically February. And then I'll be moving on to new metal-ish. Like, I don't want to uh, say it's specifically new metal because that has such a, a connotation with it. There's some of those bands I will not be playing that are the uh, regulars that, that people think of, right? Yeah. What, what are the bands that people think of? Limp Bizkit. Right? Uh, yeah. That's on the list. People I don't plan to play Limp any Limp Bizkit. Corn. <laughs> oh, corn. I don't plan to play any corn. Right? Uh, Linkin Park. I don't plan to play any Linkin Park. Right? Yeah. Those are bands that kind of fit there. But bands that might have done stuff similar to, but did their own thing, that's where I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, other bands, because I did listen to a lot of that style of music in the late 90s, early 2000s. But my focus will be on more of the bands that weren't the, the bigger names, as it were. Yeah. So... You, I already kind of beat you to the punch on that one a couple episodes ago with my Mudvayne pick. Yes, yes. <laughs> that probably would have been one of the bands that I would have picked. But Eric covered it. Leaves me to find some other ones, and I have a list of them. <laughs> on the topic of maybe not-so-well-known bands, this band, Aztec Camera, they were founded in 1980 by Roddy Frame. They're from East Kilbride in Scotland. They disbanded in 95, so they were banned 80 through 95. Uh, Not as well known throughout the 80s or new wave music as some other bands. Uh, One track that did get play, uh, Oblivious, that's not the one I picked. This other one probably got some play too. This was, the track that I picked, was their highest charting song in the UK, charted at number three. They didn't have anything chart in the US, so... Uh, probably not as well known. This release, the Oblivious came off their first release. This one came off of their release they put out in November of 90, 1987. That release was called Love. This track is called Somewhere in My Heart. Here we go. It's Aztec Camera.
even in new wave songs, man, that guy was killing it on the guitar. And oh yeah, <laughs> I love the saxophone. See, the saxophone such a cool and underrated instrument in punk music, and they definitely mm-hmm. used it quite a bit in new wave. Oh yes, they did. <sighs> I can only think of one punk band off the top of my head that had a saxophone in it, unironically. <laughs> and that was the X-Ray Specs. Oh, well, a lot of good ones. I did an episode over on Punkanoi Worldwide of all, every track that I featured on there were uh, bands using the saxophone. So some bands ah. actually use the saxophone on a regular basis in the band. Uh, other ones were just... Uh, using it on maybe a particular track, such as... Fear. <laughs> yeah, yes, actually, that that was one. But uh, local band here. Oh, yeah? Iceburn? <laughs> no, no, I, I, di- I didn't get to, to Iceburn, but Press Gang Union, they had one track. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... Damn, I haven't listened to Press Gang in a long time. So I did have Fear, the New York's All Right If You Like Saxophones track. <laughs> yeah, the one, one of the infamous songs, uh, one of the songs they played in their infamous SNL performance. Right. Uh, but band, couple, a lot of French bands, uh, Bromir Collision, uh, bands from all over the place, Serbia, Germany, Sweden, more from France, Chicago, London, uh, Surrey in the UK, California. I played that Press Gang Union track. Las Vegas, because Fool's Errand had one. Hmm. Belgium, Virginia, LA, Boston, because the Mighty Mighty Bostons were no longer a band. Hmm. And finally, Dublin and Ireland. So bands from all over the place uh, featuring uh, either, like I said, bands that do play with saxophone regularly or in this instance had a yeah. cool track that featured a saxophone. Oh, yeah, Fishbone. They also have a sax. Yes, that would have been a good one. Yeah. I mean, you can rattle off the Rolodex of ska bands that use it, but... Right. I I tried to stay away from that. I mean, the closest things that I had on there that were ska obviously have the Mighty Mighty Bostones. The Hacklers are kind of Irish ska, so it kind of has that Irish folk punk sound, but kind of mixed with ska and then maybe, you know, like Op Ivy is about the only other one that would have been a ska band. Everything else are bands yeah. that just had saxophone. Yeah. There's some ska bands that don't have horns, and there are some punk bands that have saxophones. That's right. <laughs> kind that of weird how it, how it fluctuates. That is how it is. All right, we're wrapping it up. That's it. Thank you for joining on this episode. Uh, that was an 80s track that was asked at camera somewhere in my heart. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon, Music Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com. On Instagram, you can find the bands at the Baboon Show Official, at Duck and Cover Boston, at the Cuffs, or sorry, at Cuffs the Band, at UNFTW, and that is for Retox, at the Midwich Cuckoos, at Oxo86 underscore Officiel, and that is 86. 486. Yeah. Uh, at High on Fire and the shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? Well, you can find me, and this is accurate because my phone is alive <laughs> this time. <laughs> uh, my personal Instagram is at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. Um, my band's Instagram, <clears throat> uh, my main one is at anonymous underscore band official. And my other, my side project, I guess, is <laughs> at Heart of Dark 801 SLC. 
You can find my main band at Bandcamp, anonymousslc.bandcamp.com, and you can find us on Facebook at Anonymous SLC. As for the other podcasts I'm a part of, you can find a couple episodes I am on in Assault City. Well, Circle Pit Radio, that's what the podcast is called. Even, even though I'm not on it, listen to it. It's a lot of fun. Interviews with bands and also some and also some little uh, tidbits where it's like, hey, check out this song <laughs> from this band. You can find that on Instagram at Assault City CP. You can find me on Wrecked Podcast at Wreckedcast. And my Lead Melodies podcast, which is on Instagram at Lead Melodies underscore podcast. And you can find the respective uh, the respective podcast on Facebook at Circle Pit Radio, at Wrecked Podcast, and at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. May I remind you, episode two is out. It's been out for some time. The one where I give the review of Cause and Effect by Soldiers of Destruction. And episode three will be coming out on the, eh, now that I think about it, maybe the third day of the third month. There you go. Hey, that would be fun. <laughs> but it will be coming out in March. You, I will say that. And you can find it all on circlepitradio.com. If you want to listen to it, it's through anchor.fm. And also on Facebook, the SLC Hardcore page. I promote shows and post flyers and other happenings and goings of on within the confines of the Salt Lake Punk Hardcore and maybe sometimes ska community. <laughs> that is on Facebook at SLC Hardcore. The bands can also be found on Facebook at The Baboon Show, at Duck and Cover, with the number one, at Duck and Cover 1, at Cuffs the Band, at Retox Rules, at AMWKURW Punk, at Midwich Cuckoo's Music, at Oxo 86 at High on Fire, and the show's at SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining, everybody. Thank you for listening all this way up to this point. Thank you for checking out uh, that book. This is Grammar in the UK. Uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah. I recommend reading it. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Well, to uh, kind of roll back to what we were saying about uh, uh, really just kind of the things we were saying about the uh, grammar in the UK, that's... Uh, yeah, what I was saying, how bands can actually look back and kind of make fun of themselves. Right. I just want to say, people, your sense of humor is getting weak. Right. <laughs> there are so many people that are just uh, not catching the joke. They're just uh, getting offended. Right. It's like, people, comedy has gotten a lot safer nowadays. Why? Because of cancel culture. Right. <laughs> yeah. And cancel culture has always been around. It just has a different name. But... Absolutely. But now, just on the grounds of uh, social media, everyone is uh, everyone is looking for a new pariah of the week. Right. <laughs> just, and yeah, I'm not saying that every comedian should, should just be uh, forgiven for certain things because, yeah, jokes do go too far or are too soon. It's That's the kind of idea of comedy. Comedy is offensive by nature. Yes. <laughs> it is. You know? And if you were so... And if a comedian were to just... Uh, Give a give a joke that is not going to offend anybody. And if all comedy was like that, the world would be fucking boring, man. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, all you guys that are just uh, so sensitive to comedy, either either pull your head out of your ass or uh, listen to something that's a little more maligned with, uh, I don't know, humor you see on Barney and Friends. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because if you look at it, every single joke, even those little dad puns and the, yeah, the puns that make fun of, uh, oh, that's what she said. It's kind of making fun of people who uh, can't exactly pronounce words properly. Right. Yeah. You ever think about that? <laughs> exactly. Eh, I'm just, uh, I'm rambling right now. But yes, before you, uh, before you go and complain about a joke you heard that you thought was offensive, just think. Is there any valor behind your complaint, or is it simply just that? And ask, is there any valor in that joke? Is it actually a joke, or is it just referencing something? But that's the risk that <laughs> comedians are willing to take. So, don't lose your sense of humor. Just upgrade it. Don't be so safe with comedy. And don't have comedy turn into uh, uh, <laughs> a protest. Right. Like, don't take your comedy to uh, you know, have... Enforce a ground or enforce a, an action or anything like that. Sometimes you just got to be like, hey, this shit sucks, but let's laugh about it. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, com yeah. Comedy can change lives either way you look at it. It either makes you forget about the pain or it offers solutions. There you go. Sometimes it does. So keep laughing, people. Play the fucking outro. Outro.